So I did something yesterday. I've been I've been going I've been flipping coins on it okay. back and forth. Did you go to your glass blowing class? Or was not. it the pottery or what happened? <laughs> I would like for you not to make fun of those of those desires. I would like for you not to do that. All right, I won't. <laughs> you big liar. <laughs> you big tall liar. No, I had been I had been flipping the coin. Okay. Back and forth on should I buy new golf clubs? Right. And I have this problem, and actually, uh, again, my therapist kind of like pointed this out to me. She was like, "You'll spend money easily as long as you need it." She was like, "But it, she's like, there's something in you where you have a you have a problem spending a lot of money on you if you're only going to enjoy it. If it's not a necessity, she was like, there's something about it where you feel guilty." About the fact, and she was like, I personally think it's come, you know, we're okay. starting to deal with it. She's okay. like, I think you feel guilty about your success because you feel like, why do you have it and other people don't? And there's, the, you know what I mean? There's kind of like, why did you get to do what you do and other people don't? And she was like, I th- feel like there's guilt that comes with that. And so spending money like makes you feel like, how am I able to do this? It's the representation of that? Yeah. Okay. And she may be right. I don't know. I mean, she that's, she's got a degree. I don't. So I've been listening to her and like you know trying to figure some of that stuff out. Well, yeah, I mean doctors, you know they they're 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 masters why, of their of their field. There, I mean I pay her, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, they <laughs> you know, know stuff. I mean? They do. That's exactly right. Okay. So like there are things where I'm like, all right, she's kind of nuts on that, but like they're you know over <sighs> uh, you know a lot of times I try to keep an open mind on that. I, I you know and I mean just as somebody who knows you well, um, I think I kind of have to agree with her on that. I mean there's some stuff and right if you feel like you need it, you really don't have. It's not a problem spending money because like you'll. Over Overspend on stuff. I've seen you spend money on stuff, and I'm like, dude, why did you buy that? Like, you could have bought something that was a much better deal. Blah 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 blah. But like, you have no problem with that. None. But yeah. when it's something that you feel like you're going to get enjoyment out of, maybe not so much. It's uh, I don't know why that is. And, and I think you have an interesting needs list, but it's it is what you need. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. All right. And so she's like, and, and so, she, you know, she started asking me about, you know, different times in my life and what I would do. And she was like, yeah, that's another example of this. That's gotta, another example. I got to start talking to her. I got to find and, out who uh, this lady is. I got I to gotta start talking to her. She disagrees, actually. She, uh, <laughs> she, she says not at all. I don't, I don't want anything to do with it. So it's not that she talked me into it, but she did kind of get me to the point where I could, where I, where I should not feel guilty about something I want. All right. And so I, I called Foxy Golf yesterday on Dressler. All right. As soon as we got done with the program. And I said, I have been going back and forth thinking about buying a set of Titleist 716 AP1 irons, but I'm having trouble finding them anywhere on eBay, and I don't want to find—I don't want to buy my golf clubs online without having them in my hand. It's expensive, and it's all about feel, and I don't want knockoffs. I—my I, buddy bought like factory direct golf clubs from like Japan, and they showed up, and sure enough, they were fake. Yeah, and I mean, like you get them, and you don't like them, and then you've got to resend them do? back, and you right. know what I mean. And that's going to be—it's not like just like putting something in an envelope and being like, "All right, here it goes out in the mail." Like that's going to be a pain in the ass to reship back out there. So it's I get not that. a vintage T-shirt. Yeah, I get that. I and get so, that. like, I wanted I to have that. them in my hands. So sure enough, I call Foxy and they have them, of course, because they're you know they're great and they you know, normally have a lot of the stuff I want. All right. And so I go over there and they're a little bit more money than I thought they were going to be, like a little bit. And so I'm just kind of I was like, well, can I hit them? And the guy because a lot of times the places are pretty stiff and they're like, ah, we don't have a set or this, you know what I mean, something like that. And they don't want you to hit the ones that are on the shelf that they want to sell. Well, of course not. 
So the guy goes, yeah, yeah, I do have them actually. He's like, you know what? You know, he puts my whole combination together. Gets the shaft I want. Gets everything. He's like, now he's like, swing it away. So it's not just like you just grab a golf club off the off the no, rack no, 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 and then just go out there and start swinging. No, because what they do is they want you standing there next to somebody who is a certified club fitter, okay. who can then say to you, "Nah, dude, you actually need this shaft, and you should run this club, and you actually, dude, you're a little bigger, okay. so you want the shaft to be long or whatever." Okay. Right now, and so I hit the first shot with it. And I turned around and I looked at him and he was like, yeah, man, they're pretty good. And so then I hit another one and it was good. And then I hit a third one and that was good. And I was like, all right, sold. And I turned around and I did it. So I pulled the trigger, got my irons. And then I went home and I was like, well, it's pretty cold. I was like, no, 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 it ain't that cold. So I went to Spring Valley and hit their driving range yesterday. Hanging out with our range pup, Ellie. I love that dog. And then we uh, we were sitting there. I was sitting there, rather. And, dude, I hit – even shots I hit bad, Fantone, I hit good. Meaning, like, you know, you hit it off the toe a little bit, maybe hit it a little fat. It still ended successfully. The ball flight is amazing on them. I do, I can, I'm playing today. I can't wait. Oh, no, you totally should go play today. 56, I, think, I heard. I was going to say, and it's only getting warmer, too. 70 tomorrow, and then I think by Friday we're, like, almost up to 80 degrees. So, no, you should totally get out there and, and, uh, and get them swinging. Um, do you feel like maybe a little bit of placebo effect there? Because I very much buy into retail therapy. I understand how people get addicted to the high of shots. Where it's like it does, it feels good. It feels like a confidence boost. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. you got new clubs in your hand. Look at these of new course, shoes. Of course, every shot landed good because you know what I'm saying. Because you felt good. You know, look good, feel good, feel good, play good. Yes, there is part of okay. that. There is part of that. Now there are things you can do. There are different shots you can hit. Called there's like there's a shot called the punch where you're trying to keep the ball low. And it's normally when you've hit your tee shot bad and you're a little bit behind a tree, but you need to get back down the fairway a little bit. And so you don't want to hit the ball high up in the air because you're going to put it right in the tree, so you keep it low. So I tried a couple of those. And, dude, they're so pure. I mean, they're just so pure. <laughs> I, uh, dude, I've never seen anything like it. So then a guy hit me up on Twitter who bought them last year. He's like, dude, yeah. he's like, I lost six strokes on my game because of them. Really? I was like, wow. So I was going to play yesterday because I had them in the trunk, went to the course. They were empty, obviously. It was a little cold. And so I went in there, and uh, you know, Katie, who works at the golf course, she said to me, she goes, you want to play? And I was like, I bought new golf clubs today, and I'm worried that if I go out there and I play and I don't score well, then I'm going to put it on the, you know what I right. mean? I spent oh, a stupid lo- quads. I mean, I spent a lot of money. Right. I mean, just people are going to ask. I spent 700 is what is what they cost, right? Okay. I mean, it's a lot, All but right. it's, not it's not crazy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's I didn't not get my crazy. tax return back, and it's not even my entire tax return, and that's how I justified it to okay. myself. Right, right. wasn't even my entire tax return. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I think this is the big purchase you've made for, as, as, a, as a celebration on a couple of different things. So no, I don't think you, that, that that's too much of an issue. Yeah, I mean, I bought some clothes over the weight loss or anything, but I kind of right. there was a little bit of that yesterday too, where I was like, dude, you kind of reached a goal here a little bit, or at least working towards it. Like, dude, celebrate. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, I, I think between that, I think between recent rating success that we've had, I think that there's mm. a, you know, I think I think there's a couple of that. different things where it's like, all right, well, you know, you you can you can pat yourself on the back with a seven hundred dollar purchase here. It was uh, so I didn't want to go and. And then like have a terrible round, but after I hit them yesterday and like they it went well, I was like, man, I need to play tomorrow. You'll get the use out of it too. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you're not going to use like you're going to use those things for what the next so three, the, four, five years they last. Yeah, I mean, I've had my my previous set that I'm actually I'm actually going to sell to a buddy of mine, so I'm going to recoup some of that money. Um, our buddy Dustin's interested in my other set, but I've had him for a few years, and that's exactly right. So I called my buddy Jim, who got me into the game. And he was like, I know, dude. He's like, you're going to run through this list of things of why you should have done it. And he's like, you always have to justify purchases. He even said it to me. He was like, at the end of the day, dude, you're a golfer. 
He was like, if somebody spends 700 bucks on golf clubs and they play twice that summer, that's dumb. That's a waste of money. Yeah. That's a waste of money. He was like, Dan, you play three times a week. Yeah. Like you're, he's like, you're going to get your money's worth. He was like, I was like, yeah, you know what? He's right. But I did all night long. I was like, what? And I'm this person. I don't know why. I'm this guy. Just all night then I was on my, my, my banking app on my phone. Just looking at it. Like, why? Why? Looking at why? it. Why? You idiot. Why? <laughs> why? Why? And then this is how sick my brain is. Then my brain goes, dude, you better be amazing tomorrow. Like, you just spent all this money, and yeah. do you, dude, it, it, it all comes from this thing you do. So if it's not good tomorrow, then somebody's going to come and repossess the clubs you paid full <laughs> cash for. <laughs> no, dude, just go out there, grip that rubber, you know what I'm saying? Let that thing rip, you'll be fine. Dude, the last time somebody gave me advice to grip the rubber, <laughs> Jesus. Your shot at $1,000 every single hour on the program. First one, right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's LUCK to 200-200. Rock. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. At 7.30, I have a list here that somebody put together of like the best Netflix originals. Okay. And I think that they got it completely wrong. Okay. Like wildly wrong. Like, dude, honestly, the list is so bad, it's egregious to where I'm like, raise, I, dude, I got the people's uh, like eyebrow on it. Jeez. Stanford, go full the rock, baby. I, I got the eyebrow raised on it. Yeah, I don't, I, th- there's, there's something amok with this list of Netflix originals that they're claiming are the best. And at 7.30, we'll run that down for you. I do have another suggestion via okay. Netflix for you. Though. Okay. Now, I know I'm a big MMA fan. You're kind of like in the middle there. Yeah. But the Notorious documentary on Conor McGregor, really good. Now, it's from Conor's camp. Okay? So you know how documentaries work. You always oh, say yeah. this best. You know what I mean? Interesting music. You say this. Everybody believes <gasps> it. Oh exactly. Oh, gosh. So there's a little bit of that in there. But there was... I mean, it was very, it was a very interesting, and they take you from Connor, like nobody living with right. his mom right. in Ireland, fighting for twenty five hundred dollars a year, a year, to UFC champion, multiple belts. Dude, it, it spans the whole thing. Wait, what are you going to deny the guy's interesting? Whether you like him, love him, hate him, indifferent to him, dude, he's a very interesting character. Conor McGregor certainly is. Again, my ex always says, you know, people hate Conor McGregor. She's like, but it, it's just revisionist history. He's just Muhammad Ali. That's all he is. It's just I'm going to trash talk up until the fight and his fans, and she's one of them, who then always point to as soon as the fight's over, Conor's really good to his opponent. And it's like, well, yeah, after you just knock somebody out, it's easy to be nice to you. Yeah. There's a, there's a, he is, I think, he is disrespectful leading up to fights. I don't know if it's wrong, but you cannot make the argument that he's a respectful fighter before the fight. You cannot yeah. make that argument. I mean, and I, 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 you know, whether that's... Whether that's by design or by 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 necessity, like it, it, it seems it's it seems to work for him there. So what was it called? Notorious. Notorious. Well, we're on the MMA kick right now. I might as well do it, do it. right? I do might it. as well do it. April twenty eighth, reaching the summit. It's all going down. Uh, the Summit County Fairgrounds Honor Fighting Championship, teaming up with Ohio Championship Wrestling, Midget Championship Wrestling, and the Buck Naked Band. I'm telling you, that's a party you want to be at, dude. Listen to those four things. We got pro wrestling, midget wrestling, MMA, and the Buck Naked Band. You want to be a part of the party? Um, all you have to do is get yourself some tickets, and you can do that at HonorFightingChampionship.com. I want Buck Naked to throw midgets from the stage. <laughs> I'm sure they will, dude. What the hell's stopping them? That's what I want. I think it could happen. 
So I saw this yesterday, and yeah. we'll obviously have to address this a couple of different times in the program. Um, Tristan Thompson apparently had been spotted in a nightclub. Not apparently. I mean, I've seen the pictures. Did yeah. I, I mean, mean, no, he did. Him. He was in a nightclub making out with other women, and there's photos of him standing outside of the hotel, like getting ready to walk into the door with at least one of them. I, I've only seen one of those photos. Um, I know a, uh, a a coworker of ours is uh, getting together a post to put up at WRQK.com about right. Tristan, so we'll be able to see here momentarily. But uh, this is obviously going to be news. Is Khloe Kardashian getting ready to have uh, you know their baby, their baby? And um, this is a little history repeating itself, right? Because when she had started to hook up with Tristan, his past baby mama was getting ready to get pre- right. about ready to drop that kid. And now here we are again. So, like, not only is that interesting, but, like, we're seeing a pattern with Tristan. Yes, and I can't say it's necessarily a pattern that I'm shocked to see. You know what I mean? We, you often say, like, well, you can't get mad at something you knew was going to happen. I, I often I, say you, that. You know yeah. what I mean? So I'm not necessarily like, oh, my God, can you believe this? Um, at the same time, though, it's like, dude, I, listen, at the end of the day, I don't care because I don't look at you as, like, my moral, you know, uh, barometer Just or anything like that. Just, right, right, right. Just go grab rebounds. And, hey, bro, focus on going and grabbing rebounds. Like, we, we kind of need you this year. Like, For the sure. rotation with him and Larry Nance is going to be important. Um but really, when it comes down to it, like it's a scumbag move, dude. Your 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 girlfriend, your wife is pregnant. Like it'd be one thing if you got a chick pregnant and you weren't with her anymore, and it's like now I'm still out there just throwing my D around. Still not the classiest thing in the world to do, but at the same time, at least you're not with this woman. You're with this woman trying to be like a partner, trying to like step up into a father role there, and you're already out there like skeezing it up. That that's 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 a crap move. I can't imagine. That there is a move a man could make inside of a relationship. I know, I mean, you could do awful things to women that you're not, you know, together with. But, like, I can't imagine there's a there's a move a man can make inside of a relationship that would make a woman feel worse about who she is. Right. I mean, do women are already self-conscious about their body? So now, dude, not only are they, and so then they have that. Then they're saddled with carrying around another human being inside of that body. Right. And you know they're going to feel a certain way about that. And now you're out there sleeping with chicks because she's pregnant. Right. And you have to throw in the, the celebrity, not just the celebrity factor, but like the Kardashian factor, where those Ugh. women define themselves about what they look like. And that's all that matters that who they are. And now she's all bloated and pregnant. And like at the end of the day, yeah, I'm sure she's, you know, taking better care of herself and maybe not as like the pregnancy stereotype as other women but like still like you know there's going to be a mental level of like I'm I'm huge I'm a cow oh my gosh now he's sleeping with these you know with these 23 year old models and stuff dude outside of like maybe your wife's going through chemotherapy and you cheat on her maybe that's that's worse okay, yes. maybe we but that's a- but that's maybe dude that either way there that's that's a terrible move they're both bad they're, yeah this uh this yesterday made me Really wish I was rich and famous. Really? And right now, a lot of people went, what? Because you want to run around? You want to sleep around? You want, yeah. you want to do-? No. Because your boy wants to push up on Khloe Kardashian. <laughs> dude, for a minute now. Like, dude, I was down with chubby Khloe. Dude, would have totally went home with Khloe. I've always said about Khloe Kardashian, that's the Kardashian to have, for sure. Kim's the hottest one by a mile. Then the other one is at least in, it had been in shape and like whatever. I don't know her name. Courtney, 
right? There was that. Chloe was always kind of like the odd man out of the Kardashian like horrors. And I had always maintained that that's the one you want in your bed. That's what will make it better in bed. Because, dude, as soon as you get her clothes off, she is going to try to prove to you that she's the Kardashian girl you want. She's just going to work harder. Like, dude, inside of three minutes of having sex with her, you're going to feel like, dude, is she going to rip this thing off? Lam- <laughs> Lamar Odom, Tristan Thompson, Dan Stanford. <laughs> like, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, I would have to go in calf first, but like, I think, but dude, seriously, like, I've always wanted to push up on Chloe, and I, dude, I'd be right there going like, all right, like, we're going to wait until this baby comes out. Moving in on it. But yeah. I'm in. I Moving would in raise, on it. I would raise that kid as my own. Um, I, uh, Until you know, it was four years old and taller than me. I, I, I've heard recently that tinder and apps like that have really reinvented the nba road game um because once upon a time guys had to go out to clubs and like i don't understand that 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 theory though because dude the 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 nba star has a larger staff than ever before right dude just get one of your boys to find your chicks at the game like what are you doing yeah i mean you should be able to do that but what dudes were doing is they were going out to strip clubs getting drunk you know yeah. trying to pick up trying to pick up chicks and so now it's just been a lot easier for guys to just say hey i you know it's jr smith come up to my hotel room blah 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 i think it's crazy but like at that point though it's like tristan the, the thing i'll say that it's like there are literally cameras Everywhere you right go, the bro. Hotel. That's what I thought, too. Everywhere you go. And you're on a team with LeBron James, and you're in a relationship with Khloe Kardashian. Two legit A-listers. If you don't think there's constantly a how, how did this guy think he was going to get away with this? I that, that's where I'm just like, what? I, I, I think, again, I thought that yesterday, too, when I saw the photo right outside the hotel. Because I was like, Tristan, you know that camera's right there. Like, you know it is. Everywhere. It's, Everywhere. And so I thought to myself, well, maybe he wants to get caught. Right? How many guys or women, yeah, yeah. how many people do this because they don't have the balls to look at their partner and say, I'm miserable, I want out. So they do something that gets you thrown Especially out. when she's seven months pregnant, eight exactly months pregnant, right. and he's not man enough to like to, to like say to her, hey, this isn't what I want to do. The amount of wow. grown men, terrible, and women know this to be true, and men are going to get mad at me, but the amount of grown men that are walking around right now that have the emotional stability of a 14-year-old boy, I think would blow most people over. Most men, I do I honestly dude, they're cowards and they're terrified of women. They just most dude, think about the guys you know. Think about your friends. Pick which one of them has the balls to walk up to a woman in a bar and ask her out. I bet if you're being honest about it, none of your friends really have that ability. Or if they do, it's maybe one, two of them at most, and the rest of you are all jealous about it. It's, dude, men are, honestly, they're more fragile than they present themselves. And I think that that's what this is, is that this is a little boy in a man's body who doesn't know how to emotionally get what he wants done, and is like, yeah, you know what, TMZ's got cameras, dude, she'll get pissed, she'll throw a bottle, she'll throw shoes, and the next thing you know, I get exactly what I want, which is my freedom. And I think we saw it with his first baby mama, and he did it with, with Chloe, and now here he is again. This is a pattern with Tristan Thompson. We are finding out who Tristan Thompson is in these situations. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Nine. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Let me answer all of these messages I've taken uh, via Facebook ironically this morning yes we will be hammering mark zuckerberg over the testimony at seven o'clock are we yes. we're gonna no, talk yeah, about I mean, it a bunch no. of people already hit me up what are you gonna skip it what are you gonna skip no. it because your libtard buddy's in trouble it's like first of all dude uh, like, jesus dude. zuckerberg and i aren't buddies uh, 
Okay, I got a bunch of problems, and actually, dude, I Ugh. honestly, I think Mar- I, dude, spoiler, we're gonna talk about it at seven o'clock. I think Zuckerberg did nothing but lose yesterday. Lose. I thought he handled himself terribly, and I thought it came off that way. I feel like, dude, senators grilled him, and he didn't have answers, and that's a problem. So, no, my libtard buddy. No. So, seven o'clock. We'll get into that. We have a little audio from it. Uh, we'll hit you over the head with the Ted Cruz stuff because I thought felt like that was really, um, at least for the parts I saw. Now, I did not see all of it, but out of the parts I saw, that was like the salacious part. So we'll uh, get into this, some of the Ted Cruz stuff coming up at 7. But no, I'm not letting it off the hook or I'm not dodging it or I'm not not doing it because it's because it goes against my agenda, man. Or whatever the hell you're taught to say these days. Apparently, dude, some huge crowds were gathered uh, the other day to watch a religious leader pull a car with his penis. Jeez. He's a monk known as the Penis Baba. The Penis Baba. I'd like to be known as that. Yeah, that's a good nickname. Uh, Can be seen fiddling (laughs) underneath his robes, they say, while he attaches a rope to his private parts. So then he tied the rope. And then he staggers backwards and he pulls a vehicle about a hundred feet with his junk there. Hundreds of people were watching this um, in India is where this happened. Yeah, I mean, dude, at the end of the day, if you told me some guy down on Market Square is about to pull a car with his dong, I'm going to watch it, right? I mean, like, what, am I not going to that? Of course you're going to that. Um, on some sick, evil, Knievel level, I want to see it. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. I don't even feel bad about it. I want to see it. Um, they say, one local said, the villager said that Baba had gone away to practice penance and knowledge in his childhood, and he has returned many years later. Uh, Baba said it's not an art what he does. It's the power of God, the power of devotion. Any person can go to any extent by uh, by doing devotion to God, is what he had said here. Pulled a car a hundred feet with his penis. Now here's my problem with the video. He still has like the robe around him. So isn't it possible that he has something wrapped around his waist and that the rope then attached That's to that? Sad. And he's just pulling, which would still be impressive, I guess. I don't know how hard it would be to pull a car with your body 100 feet. I don't know. Yeah, Not I, nearly as impressive. I mean, it's definitely more impressive when you're going to do. Well, I don't know if it's more impressive. <laughs> yes, I it think. is more impressive, I, dude. I, I, now, there used to be the things in like the backs of like uh, like ma- like magazines, right? Mad Magazine and like right. that kind of stuff where it's like they would show like the big fat dude lifting weights with his with his penis. <laughs> And I mean, I guess it's not a new thing. So, I mean, obviously people are compelled to do this. Like men in some capacity or another, there's been, there must be a primal urge to like start pulling things around with your penis or carrying weights with it or whatever. But like, how does that become like the, all right, you know, I'm talking to God, like me, me and the G man, just talking to each other, getting things off our chest, letting it, letting it spill out. And man, when it's like, I, dude, I like blasphemy, but that one's pretty good when it comes to like, but when it comes to like that relationship and you're like, God, like, how can I like, how can I, how can you speak through me? How can I make your, you know, your vision or your, your reality? How can I bring that to earth? What can I do to like, you know, show people the power of you? 
I mean, like, I don't, I just, I just find that so funny that it's like, well, now I'm going to pull a car with my penis. Not like I'm going to serve the poor or I'm going to, you know, make the world a better place or I'm going to try to clean up the environment. Well, I mean, those are in the commandments. I guess. I mean, you know like, I, I mean? guess those bases are already covered. Dude, mo- I mean, dude, they were, he wasn't strong enough to carry the penis tablet down the mountain, buddy. I, um, I, it just, it's just why, like, why, what inspired that thought of like, all right. Now I'm going to go pull a car with my penis. Uh, mental illness, buddy, I guess. Is, is going to be your answer. <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's what it is. I don't understand the idea. Like, here's the thing. Weirdly, <laughs> I want to know that my penis is able to pull a car 100 feet. I don't know why, but weirdly, I want to know that. I I mean, I would like to know that. I would like for, for that, but I don't want to have to prove it. You know what I'm saying? I would like the ability to do it, but not necessarily I don't want to do if it. If you don't think I'm changing... The header line in my Tinder bio to my penis can drag a car 100 feet. You're out of your mind. Of course that's what I'm doing. Penis baba. Like there's, oh, that's funny. There's something about, your, like men know, there's something about your penis being powerful that makes you feel like more like a man. It just does. So isn't that what drove this? Yeah, I mean, but like when when I think of like penis power, I guess I don't think of it as like a, you know, as like a tow rope. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, I just don't. I mean, if you were talking like, dude, look at all these hot chicks this guy banged. I'd be like, all right, penis power. Sure. This feels like, doesn't it almost sound like a desperate move from a tow company about to go out of business? Right, right. Penis Baba towing. You know, where they're like, dude, they're mortgaged to the hill, and you just see the guy there trying to figure out how he's going to keep his tow business in line, and then his idiot son, third generation tower, learned everything from watching his dad, turns to him and says, you know... I bet if we tell people we're going to drag them with our penises, they'll call us. Guys, I'm telling you right now, don't do that. <laughs> don't do not do that. But I, want, I mean, that's what it is. And now, I know guys think that if they attach weights to their penis that they'll stretch their penis out and you're going to make your penis longer. I don't buy in the said theory. No, I mean, maybe you you get a little bit of extra length on like your soft penis, but like you're not. I mean, when you're when you're talking about an erection, it's going to be the same size as it always was. Exactly right. Yeah. So that's a a terrible idea. Don't attach things to your penis and try to drag them. And dude, don't worry about your soft penis. Who cares? There's a reason you you never show that one to anybody. (laughs) There's a reason, dude. That one never comes out ever. More Stansberry Show and your shot at a thousand dollars. And yes, we'll put Mark Zucker to the test next on Rock 106. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. We're also online for you at WRQK.com. Coming up on the 17th of April, you can find me at Tozy's. I'll be down in Magnolia, that location. Uh-huh. I'll be uh, celebrity bartending from 5 to 7, I believe is when it is. And uh, they asked me to pick a charity, and I have chosen Save 22. Oh, nice. Which is an organization that uh, helps try to prevent the fact that 22 a day Former soldiers commit suicide. That's crazy. Veterans committing suicide 22 a day. That rate. So Save 22 is the charity I chose. So nice, dude. April 17th, I believe it's 5 to 7. Tozies. And I shouldn't do this until I talk to Jason again. Yeah. But my buddy Jason is the merch guy for Mushroom Head. And he is tight with the Save 22 guys. And he had said to me the last time I saw him, he's like, dude, I'm going to try and get you a signed mask from the band to raffle off that night. 
So I'm going to hit Jason up after the show today and see if I can like actually track that down. Because I know, dude, Mushroom Head fans will go crazy over that. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, there's uh, plenty of reasons to come out and support Stansberry and really more so Save 22. That's but uh, if it's got to be a Mushroom Head mask to do it, then, dude, give me that Mushroom Head mask. How much you want to bet Donnie's already there? Oh, dude, he's just there waiting, just baby. Sitting, just sitting there waiting. <laughs> or he's probably like, bro, got that mask. Oh, got it. Dude, got what are you talking about? Do you have it in purple? What are you, I mean, what are you going to do? Got the glitter version right here. All right, Mark Zuckerberg yeah. testified before uh, Congress yesterday. Yeah. And I, I, I did not see the whole thing. I watched a little bit of the live video when I got home from the driving range. I couldn't, man. I started watching a little too bit long. of it, and I was like, dude, I'm done. I'm not watching all this. And he came off exactly how I knew he would. Flip it. Didn't have the answers. Inconsistent. Um, a little petulant at times. Um, there was a, a very dismissive looking to make the room laugh versus answer the question, which again, I don't have a problem with in a meeting. I have a problem with when you were testifying before Congress. I felt like Congress came off worse in the sense of they just didn't know what they were talking about. Yes. It was very easy for him to kind of be like, to, to, to questions that just weren't, uh, they didn't make sense. I wish I could remember the guy's name, but Tony McGinty actually from from KDD hit me up with somebody's tweet who said, dude, this country needs tech literate leaders. And that is true. Like, because some of the questions were yesterday was like, dude, that's, crazy like when somebody asked him about like how does facebook make money and he's like well we run ads like what do you what do you mean how do we make money and how did you as a senator going into this meeting not not, have, a, have a better understanding of what we were talking about? okay i i don't see people got hung up on that now i'm gonna make the argument that that senator knew that and what's happening there is they know the american public is watching this and so they're asking you to clear up things that the american public has questions on oh i didn't i didn't i didn't read it like that at all i didn't i didn't really? when, I, when i saw that part of it that's that's not okay. what i took from I it i could no maybe and, i'm wrong and what this all boils down to and it makes a good point here if you're not paying for something you are not the consumer i know people think that like hey i'm listening to the radio right now therefore i'm the customer you're the product dude just like in facebook you are the product the advertisers at the end of the day are the consumers. They're the ones who are spending money with the company. Yes. However, what gets you taken off the radio when the product gets mad? So they are the consumer. In the end, they have the power yes, of the consumer. Yes, I mean, you definitely have some like sway over that right there. You know, but until until you start paying for something, you're not the consumer. I would agree. Yeah, technically, you are right about that. That's not the way the system actually runs. Um, do they ask him very simple questions on how his business works? And he didn't know. And or then chose to say, I don't know, I'll get back to you. I'm not answering that. I don't know. I'd like to have a, you know, a better. And that's, of course, what he was going to do. Now, the one thing he did that was really dumb, that the one thing Zuckerberg did yesterday that was really, really dumb and lawyers all over the country started to rub their hands together as soon as he said it. He took responsibility for the content on Facebook, bro. That was stupid. That was really dumb when he was like, ultimately, at the end of the day, we are responsible for the content on Facebook. And I was like, oh, my God, bro, you just stepped into multiple, multiple lawsuits. People have committed suicide on Facebook Live. Bro, you're like, this is a nightmare. That was a nightmare answer for him. And it- so, so in your opinion, Facebook holds no responsibility for what it's a, a platform like that holds no responsibility for what their consumers are, or what their audience is putting. I don't know how, I mean, it would be much like you dude, you and I having a very open conversation about suicide and somebody taking their life and then somebody making me responsible for that. I don't want that. 
I don't want that. And so, yeah, there are going to be things. There are going to be things that can happen by that mentality on Facebook that you're like, well, then what you're saying is you're okay with this. No, I'm not okay with it. What I'm saying is, is that there are going to be loopholes in a lot of things, right? But taking ownership of everything on that site, I don't think was necessarily the smartest thing in the world for him to do while testifying before Congress. No, no. Okay. okay. Like that, okay. that, that was my point on that. Like, and I found this very interesting is that. All I heard yesterday from 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 the not so conservative side of the aisle was, you know, they're doing all this stuff and it's stupid. It's a private business. He can run it the way he wants. It's a private business. Okay. All right. Remember when I said that about baking gay wedding cakes and Twitter called me a bigot? Guys, you can't have it both ways. In, in my opinion, and where I'll come from that is, and the fact of the difference of those two situations is, is someone's sexuality a private class versus someone's political lean or like a like a like a, a, a protected class? Private business, private business. And what I'm going to say is, dude, there's actually a better case for the for, for the baker than there is for Facebook. There's only one Facebook. There's a thousand bakers. Well, there's plenty of social media platforms. I mean, when Lindsey Graham yeah. asked him, "Is Facebook a monopoly?" I thought that was ridiculous. I, I really did. How is it? A, how is it a monopoly? It's not. How is it? I do that. How many so other social media platforms? I, I, are all right, monopoly is probably not the, the, the. It's not technically a monopoly, so that that's crazy. But what do they do? Anytime competition starts to come up, what do they do? They swallow it and buy it. That's what monopolies do. They may not be an exact definition of a monopoly, but they definitely operate inside as one. Until until they are, though, I, at that point, it's like if we're looking at it from a legal aspect, like no, they're not a monopoly. Uh, you kind of do when when what you do is mow over your competition by buying it. You're you kind of are a monopoly at that point. You know what I mean? Like, dude, Ford doesn't just buy Chevy and take them out of business. You know what I mean? That's real competition. That's real, like, there, there's competition in the marketplace. What Facebook does is go, Do we? you're a young developer, we have more money, screw you, buy it, bring it in-house. That's how monopolies I mean, do you, operate. Do you view, like, like, any conglomerate that's buying up, like, radio stations? Like, okay, we bought, you know, a thousand radio stations. Is that a monopoly? No, I, there's, no oh, there's competition in the business, in, in the marketplace. I, I under, no, we are not technically a monopoly, but could you make the argument we make it, honestly, a lot difficult, and maybe, honestly, for the lack of a better word, unfair for other broadcast broadcast companies to buy radio stations and markets yes we do that i i mean and i'm trying to come at this from the perspective of like where the country and where i think that like the marketplace and business should be not from like this extreme left view of like all oh, this or an extreme right view of this but when it comes down to it to me you as a private business have the right to do with what you want until it becomes into until it becomes number one a true monopoly or until you start Denying services to protected classes. I don't necessarily know if, if hey, your political leanings are going to put people into a protected class. Your religious beliefs, though, are yes. a protected class, right? Yes. Well, Facebook does suppress Catholic charities and in Catholic groups on fa- on Facebook. As a matter, they have. There's a list of them. well, with a with from a religious aspect. Then I mean, I can I can make room for that. Okay, well, that being an issue, that would have been enough to have him in that chair yesterday. You know what I mean? And under and, and in some people's view, that would have been enough to have him in there yesterday. But are you looking at that from like a hey, we're standing up for religious beliefs here? Or, hey, we're standing up for political beliefs because I understand those two things can run similar to each other, but they are two different things. They are very different things, but yet they're do they're what I'm saying is they've done it. So no matter how the semantics of what you want to how you want to argue it, they did it. Like they have suppressed those pages, but different to me to c- suppress a Catholic anti-abortion group versus a conservative page. Yes, those two things have a lot of similarities in the Venn diagram, but those are two different things to me. I think it's I think it, for people who are complaining that they're suppressing 
pro-gun stores and those kinds of things on Facebook, yet letting Planned Parenthood run amok, which, by the way, dude, I'm a supporter of Planned Parenthood, but that is hypocrisy. So they have an obligation to give those both equal playing field. I don't know if it's an obligation, but whether, but should you, if you want to be this thing, if you want to be all things to all people, then you should. Well, but aside, yes. aside from looking at it from like what's Facebook's best practices for Facebook, I'm saying from like the legal aspect of like obligation, are, are, you should have to give both those. I don't know if there should be a legal obligation just because you don't pay to be on Facebook. A part of the problem is, and I, I can't remember who it was said this yesterday, but I saw you talking about it too. Or no, it was you that said this, where it's like, yes, there's issues here, dude. This is this is something that I think a lot of people didn't necessarily see coming down the pipeline when social media started because it was like, ah, this is fun. We can do this, blah, 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 blah. We didn't know how to use it. But now it's like, now we're putting this all into Congress. You know what I'm saying? And like, that's not a good place to go get things done. My my thing yesterday was, is, is that, Facebook, yes, wildly broken. Thinking the government is who should fix right. it is is crazy. Like here, Lindsey Graham, you go fix this right no. now. You know, here, Sherrod Brown, go fix this. It's like, Ooh, I don't know, dude. And I would agree that adding a tech literate line to whether or not you're fit to serve this country, I think is right. It's right. There is, and I've I've often been frustrated just due to the fact that it's like, dude, so many goddamn old people in government, but like yesterday it was really clear to me of like, man, that is a problem. And I get it. I don't necessarily want my senator using Facebook the same amount that I want my, you know, want my girlfriend using it the same amount, but this is, if if, if you're going into congressional hearings, be educated on something. I, I felt like to ask them yesterday, I was just kind of like, well, I mean, dude, I could say the same thing to Mark Zuckerberg, dude. Be be educated in how your business runs. In here's here's what we do know. You do know. He had the answer to every single one of those questions. What do you, was there something specific that you're talking about that he dodged? Or what, like, I, I wish I could remember the question. I there was something where it was like, oh, dude. Well, first of all, he told them yesterday to Congress that you can totally delete your Facebook page. That's not technically true. You can't. You can deactivate it. It's still there. You cannot delete it. He also would not answer whether or not they track your browser history after you log off Facebook. Wouldn't answer it. Like, bro, what do you mean? That's a pretty straightforward question. Yeah, I, I did not see those, so I can't necessarily say like, but... That's a pretty straightforward question. As a matter of fact, you know who asked him a couple of really good straightforward questions? Was Senator Ted Cruz. Now, I'm no Ted Cruz fan. I tweeted that out yesterday. But Ted Cruz asked him straightforward, easily answered questions, and Mark Zuckerberg had nothing on it. We'll actually play you those clips. That's next on Rock 106.9. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword bank to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's bank to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. I feel like I am screaming right now, and it's because apparently we are having some issues with my microphone in this building. And I don't believe, I was told yesterday, it's not actually the microphone. There's another piece of equipment in this studio. It's called a processor, and it like raises levels of volume up and down to match other things you're listening, whatever. Yeah. At the end of the day, I'm told it doesn't work and that they're trying to fix it. It's been a little while now. And I'm going to try to keep my cool about it. Try to. But I will point this out to you, Canton, Ohio. What is that? There is no piece of equipment in this building more important than the thing I'm talking into right now. Yeah. (laughs) I'm probably going to agree. That this, not only the microphone is important to radio, I mean this particular microphone in this particular studio is about the most important thing in this building. 
Now, I don't walk around the hallways that way, but that's the reality of it. And yet, I have to scream in it for people to be able to hear me. Coming back from break. All right. Should be wrapped up and ready to go by now. Okay. Before the break, we were talking about this Mark Zuckerberg testimony before uh, Congress. going to happen again today. Um, yes, he looked a little like uh, flippant, in my opinion. He came off a little petulant at times. Um, people wanted to call him like a lizard. He's not a human. And, dude, like, we've known this about Mark Zuckerberg. We've yeah, known it. Like, I mean, all you have to do is watch the Social Network movie to figure out, dude, that he's, doesn't, he's not a real person inside. To, to think that somebody, uh, you know, that has that much money and is that separated from reality is going to have, you know, of course he's going to be a weirdo. That, like, of course. That's smart. Like, before all that even. And, like, dude, you got to remember, this is a guy who thought it was a good idea to put people's pictures on the internet and rate whether or not they were attracted. That's who Mark Zuckerberg is inside as a person. I know the last few years, because he's got a ton of money, he's been out there trying to be like, I'm a good person, I'm super liberal here, I'm going to give all this money away. But who is Mark Zuckerberg really? A guy who thinks he should put his ex-girlfriend's picture on the internet and ask people if she's hot. That's who he is. That's who he is. And so to expect him to be somebody different today, I th- yes, people can change. Yes, they can, but not when you're surrounded by a thousand people every day who tell you you're the greatest thing since sliced bread and no- and nobody questions anything you do ever, then that's hard to change who you are at that point. Only through facing your demons and your issues are you going to fix them. You're not going to fix them by hiring yes-men to have around you all day. And so I felt like he did not handle himself well yesterday. As a matter of fact, I feel like he lost yesterday. I feel like all he did yesterday was lose. So we did look a couple of things up. Facebook officially went public in 2012. Their IPO opened in 2012. So this private company thing, I don't know. I mean, that gets a little wishy-washy in there somewhere. If you're a publicly traded company, you're still a private you're, company. You're still a private business. But they're, they're, like, people want to argue that Facebook's a utility. But it's not. It's not. It's not. I mean, that's the way people want to argue it. But is it? I mean, is it? I don't believe it to be. No. So it's not. But but that's well. What I believe is is not necessarily going to be the way the law shakes out. But people would like Facebook to be treated as a utility. I would tell people you might want to slow down on that. Yeah, that's because you might you might you, I I think you're being a little guilty of not understanding what else is going to fall underneath that and things that you may lose through that. Okay. Now he was grilled and didn't have answers. Oh, I'd like to get with my team and get back to your office on that. Of course he would, because getting back to their office isn't happening in the light of day where you and I are going to hear about it. Getting back to their offices, we're going to send your office a 6,000-sheet document, and th- and they're going to have to read through it, and you and I will never hear about it. I, I, I just Since I didn't watch all this, is there, is there something that's getting you with this? It seems like there's something that you're like pissed about that I don't, I mean, I, I don't know I'm, what it is. It's not that I'm pissed. I, don't, I didn't like the fact that that guy is sitting there claiming that he doesn't know things that I know he knows, which is like the day-to-day operations of how, of how okay. some of their things work, whether or not you can delete your page, which he told them to their faces yesterday. Yesterday, you can delete your Facebook page. Technically, that is not true. At least the last time I tried. You know what? I should say that because it's been a while. I, you know what I mean? They make changes to Facebook all the time. I could be speaking way out of turn there. That's irresponsible. I shouldn't do that. But at the end of the day, last time I tried, you were not able to physically delete it. Okay. Now that's, I mean, welcome to by, the internet. By delete anything- it, by delete it, you mean it no longer exists. No Nobody longer else exists. can find it. Yes. Okay. And under his answer yesterday, he could not tell them whether or not they track my browser history after I log off Facebook while using a computer. He was not able to tell them that. Now, you and I both know that Mark Zuckerberg knows whether or not they do that. Because if they do that, it was by his instruction. Because he wants it done. They're not going to just do it. 
That was a corporate mandate. That was like that was something that happened. Mark Zuckerberg knows the answer to that question. Now, people dodge questions and trials and testimonies all the time. So am I going to assume Mark Zuckerberg is not going to do what happens in courtrooms all over the country every single day? No, of course not. I'm not unrealistic. Okay? But he was flippant. And he was trying to go for cheap laughs in the room. And I don't think that's what I do right now. If I'm being accused of what he's being accused of, which is basically suppressing one side of the story and letting the other side run amok, which I don't think it's crazy to think that that's the way it is. As a guy who uses Facebook every day, it does seem to me like it's like, man, all I ever hear is this side. I never see posts from this side. And I follow certain conservative blogs and people just so I can see that side and I don't see it in my timeline anywhere near as often. I do feel like Facebook suppression is happening. No, I don't know for sure it is, but my feeling is is that it is. And that if I if you if most people had the power that Mark Zuckerberg has it would be impossible for you not to use it. Now, everybody's Facebook feed comes up differently, obviously, based on the people you're friends with, um, the bands and brands and things like that you like on Facebook and the things that you interact with most on Facebook. So if you comment on a lot of CNN stories, they're going to feed you more CNN stories. If you comment on a lot of Fox News stories, they're going to do, you know what I'm saying? So like, do you think that's a part of it? Is that the stuff you've done have led Facebook to believe, hey, this is what he wants? They, 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 they custom tailor to you yes so i would have to make sure i would have to admit that yes that that's a possibility and it's at least a cause of is to part of it but to but not all of it because i've commented on plenty of things and 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 just as a note on facebook.com there is a deactivation that you can use and there's a permanent deletion that you can use i believe that is somewhat new Okay. The last time I tried to do that that was not an option my guess is that option started to come around when people started to find out about Cambridge Analytica is when they made that available to you. That would be my guess. I don't know that. I could be putting things around Mark Zuckerberg's neck that I should not be. We do have a little audio from Ted Cruz grilling Mark Zuckerberg yesterday. I'm no Ted Cruz fan, but I felt like he asked pretty straightforward questions, and Mark Zuckerberg, again, just would not lock anything down. I will say there are a great many Americans who I think are deeply concerned that, that Facebook and other tech companies are engaged in a pervasive pattern of bias and political censorship. Uh, There have been instances with Facebook. In May of 2016, Gizmodo reported that Facebook had purposely and routinely suppressed conservative stories from trending news, including stories about CPAC, including stories about Mitt Romney, including stories about the Lois Lerner IRS scandal, including stories about Glenn Beck. In addition to that, Facebook has initially shut down the Chick-fil-A Appreciation Day page, has blocked a post of a Fox News reporter, has blocked over two dozen Catholic pages, and most recently blocked Trump supporters Diamond and Silk's page with 1.2 million Facebook followers after determining their content and brand were, quote, unsafe to the community. To a great many Americans, that appears to be a pervasive pattern of political bias. Do you agree with that? I'm one of those Americans. Senator, let me say a few things about this. First, I understand where that concern is coming from because Facebook and the tech industry are located in Silicon Valley, which is an extremely left-leaning place. And this is actually a concern that I have and that I try to root out in the company is making sure that we don't have um, any bias in the work that we do 
and I think it is a fair concern that um, that people would so, would, so would me, at least wonder me, about. Let me ask this now, question: are, are you aware of any ad or page that has been taken down from Planned Parenthood, Senator? I, I'm I'm not, but let me just. Uh, how about moveon.org? Sorry. How about moveon.org? I'm not specifically aware of those. How about things. any Democratic now, candidate? Now here's for the office. things: Planned Parenthood and moveon.org. You don't know about guys. Come on. Yes, he does. He was told not to answer those questions by, by lawyers. And if that's the smart thing to do while testifying before Congress, that's fine. But I'm not going to well, sit here and pretend that Mark Zuckerberg doesn't if, if know. If he's saying he doesn't know and he knows, then he is, he, I mean, he's breaking the law. Well, I mean, like, at that point, you're guilty of lying to Congress. Then my opinion is Mark Zuckerberg is lying to Congress and breaking the law. There is no way if that's happening, Mark Zuckerberg does not know that that's happening. Senator, I think that there are a number of things that we would all agree are clearly bad. Foreign interference in our elections, terrorism, uh, self-harm. I'm Those are about things. censorship. Uh, well, I think that you would probably agree that we should remove terrorist propaganda from the service. So that, I, I agree, I think is, is clearly bad activity that we want to get down. And we're generally proud of, of how well we, we do at that. Now, what I can say, and, and, I, and I do want to get this in before the end here, is that I am, I am very committed to making sure that Facebook is a platform for all ideas. That is a, a very important founding principle. Well, then let Diamond uh, and Silk's page we do. Go. Uh, we're proud of the go. discourse and the different ideas that people can share on the service. No, you're not. And that is something you're that as long as I'm running the company, I'm going to be committed to making sure is the case. You're a liar. He's a liar. Let Diamond and Silk's page go. There's nothing that happened on that page is unsafe for America. I, I, you know, whether, whether Mark Zuckerberg truly means that or not, at the end of the day, is, are they're obligated to give the same coverage to everyone, right? I mean, if that's what we're saying, right? I don't know if it's an obligation, but if I but if I'm Facebook, what? Why, why shouldn't they? Is what well, is the point? I guess it's not a question of should. It's what it's what they have to do. You it's, know what I'm saying? Like they are not required to show you both. Why? Sides. Wh- like what I hold on? Like what I say about the radio show all the time. I don't know you fair. I don't know you both sides. I owe you my opinion. And what I would say is that, yeah, dude, Facebook technically, and again, but remember, I, I don't want the baker to have to make the cake. Remember? I'm that guy. Don't make the cake if you don't want to make the cake. So then I will be consistent. Fine. If Zuckerberg doesn't want to do this, that's fine. But saying that you don't do it when we all know you do do it is a problem. To, to like, you know, if I love meatball subs and I say, yo, McDonald's should sell meatball subs, they don't are obligated to do it. They do I think Do I think that they should do it? Yes. Is that would represent me better? Yes. Would that, would that make me happier because I would have better access. I, 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 listen, I understand that there's a problem there, and I'm not denying it. I, all I'm saying is, like, if, if you're looking at it from that the... there's pr- no fix. That there's, what do we do? There's no fix. Yeah, what are you you, you going to come in and legislate it? You're no. going to come in and make a law, but no, then no, you no. say everyone gets equal playing field? I mean, doesn't that sound like... As a matter of fact, I quote... I, I said this... I told this guy yesterday I was going to quote him, and I want to quote him. Because I was talking about watching this Mark Zuckerberg thing, and I said, thinking that the government is going to fix it, is crazy. And this guy, Patrick Nelson, actually wrote in and said, this is, that's like taking a sick pet and calling a taxidermist for it. And he's exactly right. They're having Congress fix that, and that's exactly what would be like taking a sick pet to a taxidermist. It would be the same exact thing. And again, they, do the government can't, dude, they can't fix anything. Let's just, let's just get that out of the way. They're a mess. He, he went to the extreme there of like, well, obviously terrorism, we can't allow that. But like, there comes to be a point if you're saying everyone gets an equal, equal playing field. Then terrorists field, do too. Then, then, how do I, then how do you not? And, and so that, there, is a little, there is a little truth there. They are going to self-police what happens here. 
Okay, they're not. They're they're going to suppress. You know, pro. You know, uh, you know, suicide pages. I would imagine they would look to suppress that. My problem isn't the fact that they lean one way. My fact is that they lie about it and that they're denying it. Like my thing is this. Okay, you have the right to do whatever the hell it is you want. Ultimately, I'm choosing to use your product. Nobody's making me use Facebook for anything. Right. All right. Right. So I'm choosing to use it. So at the end of the day, dude, you don't really owe me anything. Okay, but much like the radio, that's I feel the same way about this. I'm so upset about what you said. Nobody forced you to listen to Rock 106.9. Change the goddamn radio station then, sissy. That's kind of always been my take. All right. So Facebook doesn't owe me anything. But to stand there, especially, dude, now I guess technically he was not under oath, but to stand there, dude, and to lie to Congress about the fact that you're not doing it when they have evidence of you doing it, when there were reports of you doing it years ago by your by your contemporary. That's not good. You're lying. He's legally obligated to tell the truth. You're right. He was not sworn in yesterday, but he is legally obligated to tell the truth. So if it comes out that he has proven that he is lying, that you're going to face perjury charges. Like, or you, I mean, you should. The, the case is there. You're legally obligated to tell the truth there. I still think one of the biggest mistakes he made yesterday, too, was taking ownership of everything that's on Facebook. That was not smart. Why would he take ownership of something that you, Matt Fantone, could post this afternoon? He has no idea who you are. No, You know what I mean? And I just, I guess the question was, do you know of any specific ads censored from MoveOn.org, not whether or not he heard of the organization? Okay, I, what I'm saying is if ads are being suppressed, Dwayne, that Mark Zuckerberg knows about it. See, this is what, dude, this is, this guy's a Do you really example. think he knows every, for I, sure. I, I disagree. I think there's stuff that's going on that he's got no clue about. I think, it, is it possible for a rogue designer to go do something? Yes. At the end of the day, dude, a problem this big, this rooted, where they know he's going before Congress, you don't think he went in there and was told everything he needed to know? Or maybe there's also the argument of, well, you know what, dude, the, technically this can get legally tricky. Let's not tell you. Like, that could have happened. Like, that could happen. But see, dude, again, Dwayne, as you're writing this and telling me, I tell you this all the time, dude, and I hate to make the everybody else listen to this. You will, you will argue away and argue semantics for something that you don't want to be true, just like every other conservative you like to argue with does. Our side does this every bit as much. Arguing that what Mark Zuckerberg did yesterday was the right way to do it is absolutely fundamentally crazy. And just because we lean left and that we want to protect this guy, that's not Right. At the end of the day, dude, he is he is 100% in the know of what that company does. You cannot convince me otherwise. And if he's not, by the way, as a matter of fact, we have removed NBA owners, NFL owners, head coaches for what they didn't know that they should have known. So at the end of the day, if he doesn't know, you should know. And then maybe somebody else should be running the goddamn company if you don't know. How about that, Mark Zuckerberg? How about we get at least to there? That if you don't know the day to day operations of your business, then you're too stupid to run it. Then let somebody else run it. Not the U.S. House of Representatives. Like, whatever you do, not the government. Okay? But at the end of the day, he should know what's going on, and you should at least be boned out by it before you get in there. And to pretend like he doesn't know what moveon.org is or whether or not they were suppressed, and he knows for sure, by the way, that Diamond and Silk were, 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 were being, you know, taken down. He knows that happened. They, Facebook actually came out and said, because they're unsafe for America. 
I dare you to find me one video from that page today, and I've never seen a single thing on it from Diamond. I've never seen a single thing from Diamond and Silk, other than the one thing we played on this show. And I'll guarantee you this, there is nothing on that page, not one thing that is dangerous to you and I, the consumers, except for the fact that it goes against what his beliefs are, what Facebook's ideals are. Guys, identity politics is bad. It's what led us all here. It's what's taking down ESPN. When will we learn our lesson? The answer is, of course, never. More Sandsbury Show next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. We ran a little long yelling at Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, we did. So I only have uh, a couple of moments here, so I do want to find this out. Did you, Matt Fantone, happen to watch the Andre the Giant documentary that came out last night? I did not. It didn't come on until 10, and I'm I'm very excited to see it. I thought what you would do is what you do with a lot of the wrestling stuff is that you would is that you would wake up yeah wake up early and then watch it in the morning because I do I have to be up for a couple hours before I come in because if I do some people are like wake up five minutes before I have to leave and and like then at that point I'm all sleepy and so like I try to get up early um but no dude I did not I did not watch it this morning uh it's on the agenda this afternoon I think it's uh I think it's a it's a must view I mean everything I've seen about it looks phenomenal I'm going to do what I always say I won't, which is I'm going to use my jailbroken uh, uh, fire, like, uh, you know, Cody stick thing there, and I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to steal it. I don't say stream it. I'm going to try to steal it. it. I'm going to try to steal the Andre the Giant. Yeah, I'm telling the truth. You're about to steal it. I am. So local FBI office, if you want to try to like ping my IP address this afternoon, I'll be stealing the Andre the Giant documentary. We got plenty of, uh, plenty of uh, listeners that are in the, uh, the law enforcement agencies there. So I wouldn't be too surprised. I wouldn't be too surprised. All right, Meek Mill, chill out over there, bro. Oh, again, speaking of Meek Mill. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, let's get Meek Mill going, no, 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 baby. No, no, no. Um, David Letterman's got that show on Netflix. Yeah. I watched the episode with Jay-Z yesterday. Yeah. Watch that. Okay. Watch that. Okay. Really good. Okay. Really, really good. And they get into the Meek Mill thing, because I've been curious. I didn't know about the Meek Mill thing. And then they get into that. It was it was actually pretty interesting. I call six answers. Meek, what? What are you two talking about? What are you idiots saying? That's why I'm going to give them poison tickets right. right now. All right. Poison's playing. They're bringing Cheap Trick. Show will be at Blossom. We'll send you. Take caller 19 right now. 1-800-243-7625 on those. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. And uh, we'll throw Tristan Thompson (laughs) directly underneath the bus next. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online at WRQK.com. We talked about this a little earlier in the first hour of the program, but I'm sure a lot of you had not joined us yet. So I want to re-examine this Tristan Thompson issue. Uh, Caught in a nightclub making out with another woman, with with another woman standing right there. Then I guess he was back at the hotel with a model. Um, According to witnesses who were there, they were inside the hotel room about four or five hours, something like that, um, and then emerged out of the room together. Uh, which, again, I don't think helps Tristan Thompson's case. But if you're going to walk into a hotel room you were seen kissing an hour ago, guess what? You, I mean, you might as well. Case closed. I mean, you open, know what I mean? Of course it doesn't help his case because the case is closed. And I don't know. I, I, I don't. People are making this about the Kardashians, and I don't know why. Like, I posted this at, at Facebook.com. <laughs> 
slash the Stansbury Show as we're yelling at Mark Zuckerberg all you day. You suck, Zuckerberg! Now uh, go check out our Facebook page. As we're yelling at him all day. Um, but And people were like, you know, this whole family's garbage. And I pointed, I just simply pointed out to the guy, well, dude, Tristan Thompson is not a Kardashian. You know, well, you know he's evolved and, and uh, you know, cancer spreads. And it's like, well... Tristan Thompson cheated on his previous baby mama yeah. with Khloe Kardashian. So did the cancer? So what's what? What was the cancer that spread? See what I'm saying? You can't make this about the Kardashian girls. Well, you certainly can't make. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like Khloe Kardashian, like is the victim here. Like, I mean, she's the one who got exactly cheated right. on. Like, dude, it's it boggles my mind how much people want to hate on that family. Now, at the end of the day, am I watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians? No, never watched an episode in my life. If there have been moments like my girlfriend's like, "Oh, look at this moment," or have I seen like clips online? Yeah, but if I ever like sat down and watched an episode, I have not. But like, okay, so I don't like the Kardashians. But this like hatred, this like I don't get it. Every like. Every every mention of them in media, just this venom comes out of people, and it's like, what are you so angry about? Why? I um I I, I do I I do understand that people get upset with people who get money perceived for nothing. Okay. Okay. So so fine, they got rich for nothing, guys. If all right, fine. Let your wife get famous doing what Kim Kardashian did. You see what I'm saying? There was a price paid. Like whether or not you think it's a price or not, a yeah, price was paid. A price, a price was paid, and they turned what was a sex tape into an empire. So like, and by design. I mean, they right. did it. They, did it, did it just ask backwards their way into it? I mean, the mom had a plan. The mom knew, then she was like, "Well, let, let's let's at least be smart about this." And so basically, what you're hating on them for is turning what What does everybody tell you to do? Life hands you lemons, right? Make lemonade. Okay. The Kardashians made lemonade. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. made lemonade. I I I, I think with this. Really- Hold on, let's be honest. They are the Kardashians. They made Kool Aid. Okay, <laughs> all right, but it was lemon Kool Aid. They, right. they made Kool Aid. Right. There's right. a difference there. Right. Well, p- point taken right there. I think really what this turns into, and Sansbury and I were kind of talking about this earlier, and you brought it up, is that. What this turns into is I can't yell at my girlfriend or wife about watching this. I so, think that's it. So I, I can really scream do. about Corey or Chloe Kardashian. On Facebook. I, I yep. really think that that's, that's part a, of That's it. exactly what it is right there. Is that like, I'm angry that my wife likes this, which I don't know why. Why do you care what your wife's watching on TV? But so I can scream about them and not necessarily scream at her. The other thing is, if I'm a Cavalier, I hate this. I hate this. Because, dude, you got a bunch of money, yeah. and you're rich and you're famous. You play, an, you play a sport for a living and all that stuff, and everybody thinks your life is easy. But at the end of the day, you know what you are? You're a dude. And you're a dude in a relationship. And I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how rich you are, how famous you are. I don't care about any of that stuff. When you go home and one of your buddies was dogging his chick, Guess what your wife thinks you're doing? Oh, yeah, of course. Dog in your chin. Oh, Savannah's got an eyebrow raise today, no question. Dude, up and down that bench, all of them wives are like, "Uh uh-huh, you didn't know what Tristan was doing? Uh Uh-huh, you didn't tell me what Tristan was doing? So, obviously, you're trying to cover up for your boy, and, dude, all of them dudes are getting grilled today. All of them. You don't think J.R. Smith's wife, like, so where was the pipe last night, J.R.? Where was it? The thing that I will say that I, uh, I I am excited about this happening for the Cavaliers is the last time that Tristan Thompson got busted for cheating on a pregnant baby mama, the Cavaliers won the championship. So, fingers crossed. 
fingers crossed, fingers crossed that that's going to be the case again this year. Um, but, you know, like yes, at the end of the day, it's extra drama going into the playoffs. And as the Cavs are, I don't know, dude, there's what, three regular season games left? Which, by the way, LeBron going to play all 82 of them. But, I mean, yes, you're walking into the playoffs with a distraction in, in, in one of your guys' heads. That's not a great place to be. It's not. And, dude, he goes zero dark 30 during the playoffs. So, like, I can't imagine he wants a negative story as you're getting ready to go into that. And, like, dude, now there's all this, like, you know, you know, billboard drama surrounding it. You know what I mean? He doesn't like this kind of stuff. And my best guess is Tristan gets moved in the offseason, right? I think that's been coming. I honestly, that, I think that, I think that, that I that's been a story is, for the past year. I don't think it's the cause. Can I make the argument straw that broke the camel's back with Tristan Thompson a little bit? I, I think it was coming regardless. We, I do. Okay, yeah, I think, right. I think that camel's back's already well, broken. Well, if that was coming no matter what, then you're right. Then that's not the straw that broke the camel's back. I don't think it helped his cause any because I think LeBron is, because again, man, I don't think he, dude, he seems to, and now again, the rumor around the NBA is LeBron can't stop slinging his D around. There's absolutely no proof of it anywhere. I've searched high and low, but it is a pretty hot rumor around the NBA. Okay, but again, maybe, dude, this long, he's that popular. If something was happening, we'd probably have evidence of it. I don't believe that line of thought, but when people say it to me, I don't have a great way to argue it away either. But here's what I do know, is that LeBron James doesn't want to be questioned by his wife all damn day about whether or not he is doing it. And the last thing he needs is like home drama before the playoffs start. And I know what you're thinking. He's LeBron James. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, dude, you're just a married dude, right? He's just a kid from Akron. That's all he is. And he's just a kid from Akron with a wife who now hates one of his friends and is like worried that her husband is doing what his friends was doing. Birds of a feather, bro. They flock together. Your shot at $1,000 is right now on Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. Rock. 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 1069 online at WRQK.com. I need a favor from Matt Fantone. Okay. I need a favor. All right. I'm screaming now because sometimes when we come back from break, my <laughs> microphone's not loud enough because a piece of equipment doesn't work right. We're waiting for a new one. They've ordered it. It might not be here yet. I have no idea no, if the, if the audio's right back to being normal yet, so I might be screaming at you right now without knowing it. All right. Yesterday, I had made you aware that a female listener suggested to me a glass blowing operation where I could go and learn some arts and crafts. Dude, I was talking to my mom yesterday, and she's like, Matthew, I was laughing out loud at the concept of Daniel in there with his little glass blowing thing, dude. So my mom thoroughly enjoyed that yesterday. And then you suggested that that woman that gave me this advice maybe headed to the body shop, which is like the <laughs> swingers place. And I don't know why you would have done that. She's a nice young woman, and it's her birthday today. All right. So I feel like Thank you, of all people, should wish Emmy a happy birthday and make up for you calling her a swinger. Happy birthday, Emmy. But I'm telling you, I think there is a birthday discount at the body shop. So if you want to go get your freak on. Oh, my God. Her husband now hates us. Her husband's like, finally, I've been trying to talk her to this forever, Phantom. Thank you. That might be right. <laughs> Actually, the more I think about it, that might be right. Happy birthday, Emmy. I saw this list, and uh, Fantone and I actually talked about this before the show started this morning. Right. And we both kind of are on the same page here. Where this feels like egregious by design, okay? This is a list done by Thrillist in their entertainment division. Thrillist is like an online blog, much in the vein of like Salon and like that kind of stuff, right? Okay. And um, they have like an entertainment section. And they have listed the top 55, is what I have here at least, 55 
Now, we're not going to go through them all. Best Netflix original series. Yeah, I think this is all of them. This, this is, is all, all, the, all the original series. So there's 55 not just original movies, series. Okay. Not movies, but these are like the, the original series, all of them that they've done, ranked from worst to first. Okay, that, so, it's, so it's everyone. Okay. Yeah. That, I was wondering why 55 was the number. I should have easily been able to get there, but I'm kind of dumb. It's all right. So I'm so, here for you, buddy. Coming in dead last, Iron Fist. Which was one of those Marvel shows. Yeah, I know that was very poorly received from the not only like the, the the nerd community, but I think like kind of Netflixers as a whole, not a lot of people like that. I think that's a part of like Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, and those are all in there together. Very much and, as, yeah. Well, and, and they all—they're all a team or they, something. They all became the yeah. What's the defenders? Their name? The defenders. defenders. The defenders. Okay. And then I know that show had come out. Daredevil on Netflix came in at number 50, which I feel like is a little low. For a guy who doesn't normally like the comic book stuff, I actually thought the Daredevil series was all right. Yeah, it was okay. Wasn't I didn't, great, I didn't but, love it, but it was worth throwing on and not paying attention to. I'm surprised by this one as well. Now, I know you're not a fan, but it seemed to me like a lot of people were. The Ranch came in at number 48. Yeah, considering all the success that thing's had. It's had a bunch of success. Now, I think that there may be a little Danny Masterson voting happening uh, there, where it's like Danny Masterson's like, you know, been accused of rape and like, you know, and again, they're going to they're picking up Dak Shepard to replace him, which I think okay. is going to be a huge fill in. I think it, what a, that's a home run. Okay. Um Santa Clarita Diet came in at number 45. Now, I don't watch that show, but people recommend it to me every day. Is that like a couple that like or cannibals? They eat people or she something? She eats people. I believe the husband does not. Okay. Drew Barrymore. I, again, I've never seen it, but people recommend it to me all the time. Okay. Oh, I mean, every day somebody says to me, I should watch that. Okay, um, and then let me see here. We'll, we'll move down here a little bit. The Punisher was number 41. Again, now I'm not big into the Marvel stuff, but it seemed to me like when The Punisher came out, now I watched the first two episodes, and I had to admit they were pretty good. I just don't care enough to finish it. But they, the first two episodes were pretty good, and it seemed to me like everybody was talking about this thing, that how could it be this yeah, far down the hot. list? It was. It was. That seems, that seems low to me. Okay, 13 Reasons Why came in at number 39. Now, 13 Reasons Why, for those of you that don't know, is a show about teenagers committing suicide. Right. And they get into, like, why? And, is dude, this show caught a bunch of popularity solely because people were complaining that it was going to encourage kids to commit suicide. Yeah. So, again, because it was in the news so often, I expected this to rank higher. I, I, you know, and I guess I don't necessarily know what the criteria of them putting this list together. Is this, like, hey, we watch all these and this is what I think about them? Or does popularity be, become a part of it? Or how viral? it went because 13 reasons why certainly was big i mean a lot of people watched it and a lot of people talked about it yeah i mean it was you know it's it is one of those things where people were like either really all about it or like wanted to take it down because of the subject matter now i've never seen it so i don't know if it's good uh you know or or not i don't know but people record it is one of those shows people recommend to me a lot. 13 reasons why uh we'll go down this list uh, again luke cage number 36 thought that was way low Again, now I did watch all of the first season of Luke Cage, and I loved it. That was pretty good. I, like I, I mean, I thought Luke Cage was really good. Everything Sucks came in at 35. That's actually pretty good. I, I just started to it. watch it not that long ago. The Get Down came in at 33. That show was awful. Um, I, I tried to watch that. F is for Family was 31. I'm a big, big, big Bill Burr fan. I tried watching the first season of that. I didn't get in. I liked it. I thought it was really Did good. You? Yeah, I love cartoons. I love adult cartoons. You do. I, there's just it, there's something about it where I'm always like, oh, it's a cartoon, but they're saying the F word. So yeah. like, there is something about that. Number 30 was a show on Netflix I loved that I thought was great. 
I, I mean, dude, I started watching it on the suggestion of a woman I know, and I was like, oh my god, really? And then I started watching it, and I fell in love with it. And it's it's by Judd Apatow, and it's called Love. And it was so good. There's three seasons. It was really good. That came in at number 30. I feel like that's really, really low. I feel like that's low for that show. This one is where this list really starts to fall off the rails for me. If I said to most people, take away the Marvel, what's the biggest thing Netflix has ever done? The biggest thing that Netflix has ever done. On your perception, Matt Fantone, the biggest original TV series Netflix has done, non-Marvel, <sighs> non-superhero related, what would it be? Um, I'm going to have to go with the thing that kind of started it all. The thing that I felt like was like the jump off point for Netflix's original programming to go with House of Cards, right? Number 26 on the list. Really? 26. Really? Doesn't that feel low? Really? That feels low. That does feel low. That does. But now by the time you got to season three of House of Cards, it was a mess, but it was, but at the end of the day, it was still pretty, that series was still pretty good. And it's like, it, and it was wildly popular. So again, much like the ranch. Am I getting a Kevin Spacey vote here where it's like, oh, he's kind of he's a good, creep, right? he's groping but, yeah, he's dudes, kids, yeah. but, but there's this going in there, so, so we have to pretend like we didn't like this as much as we did two yeah. months ago? Yeah, and, okay. I, and I guess there's probably a little bit of that, and then there's probably a little bit, too, of like you said, after season three, it fell apart, where it's like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta factor in the bad just as much as you factor you do, in the good. For sure. Glow, though, beat it at 25. I keep wanting to watch that. Me and my girlfriend have Ugh. talked like a hundred times of like, yo, we like wrestling and like, you know, Mark Maron's in it and I like him and I I, I think it looks okay, but I, I, I haven't tried it. I tried and it was god awful. Okay. I mean, god awful. Ozark came in at number 22. Again, great show, but beating out House of Cards. What, what is that show about? Is it like Fantasyland or so, something? No, no, no. Oh. Ozark is Jason Bateman. Okay. And he is like an accountant. Okay. And he gets weaseled in into like working for a crime family. His partner kind of got him into it. He didn't realize. Next thing you know, the, the, the crime family kills his business partner. And now he's got to then like launder this money. So he goes to the Ozarks and like start, opens like this, like, you know, um, like boat dock place where you can buy gas for your boat and get lunch and beer at like this vacation town to launder the money through this cash business. Man, dude, that money laundering—it seems so complicated, dude. There's always something going on with it. I don't know. What I don't it is understand either, how dude. it works. For as many movies as I've watched, I'm always like, "What is this? Where are we watching?" Literally, money? dude. If you asked me to launder money, I'd be standing there with a twenty-dollar bill and a Tide pod in my hand, and I'd be like, "I don't know what to do." Which one do I eat? Do I eat this? Is that what happens now? Am I doing this right? Am I adulting right? Number 21, Wet Hot American Summer. I don't get those at all. I didn't get the movie. I don't get the show. I just think that thing's dumb. I really like the movie. Did not like the show. Jessica Jones came in at number 20. This is best Netflix originals. Um, again, I watched the first season. Didn't love it. Or, or, you know, didn't like it enough to watch the second. Seven Seconds, a show I've been promoting to people. Very, very good. Came in at number 17. It's very, very good. Should not be, uh, should not be ahead of House of Cards or Ozark. One Day at a Time, the reboot of that came in at 16. I feel like that's um, Netflix voting for their own stuff there. American Vandal, that show you promote to me, is number 14. Narcos, again, 13. Narcos. So you mean to tell me, dude, this word, see what I'm saying with my problem with this list? You do a list of the best Netflix originals, and neither Narcos nor House of Cards cracked the top 10. Neither one of them cracked the top 10? Yeah, yeah. Neither one of them cracked the top. Well, actually, yeah, Narcos did crack the top 15. Like, that's crazy. Here's another one. No, I didn't like it. I thought it was overrated. But Stranger Things is a 11. Stranger. So House of Cards, 
Narcos, and Stranger Things all all together did not crack the top ten. What is in that top ten then? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I and, mean, what, what what is left? And so Fantone said to me before the show started, he was like, dude, this list is so bad, it's like they want people talking about the list. And I would agree that that's what's, hap- that's what's happened here. And anytime you get the list of whatever, you know what I mean, for the most part, when, or the sexiest woman on earth, or whatever it is, it's just some a-hole putting it together in their opinion. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like everyone's like, oh, Blake Shelton's not the sexiest man on earth. And it's like, well, yeah, he's not, but like that that's why they put him as that, because they knew you were going to be like, no, it's not the case. So the top 10 best Netflix originals as decided by, by Thrillist Entertainment Division. Okay. Number 10, Altered Carbon, which just came out. Okay. Like it's like, it's like a month old, right? Number nine is Lady Dynamite. Never heard of it. Maria Bramford is funny. I would get, I would, uh, she is funny. I, I, but I have never seen that. Number eight, Orange is the New Black. Again, I can't believe that show didn't crack the top five. Yeah, pretty big. Much like the House of Cards, pretty much launched the Netflix original program. Pretty big there. Right? I don't like it, but it's at the end of the day, it's a pretty big show. She's Gotta Have It was number seven. Never heard of it. Grace and Frankie came in at number six. That show's going to be better than people think it is. Um, it is about old ladies and to find out that their husbands are gay with each other. And so their lives have, kind of have to restart because they find out their husbands are, gay, are a gay couple together. They've been friends for like 40 years, these two couples. I've never heard of this before. And okay. the husbands are, are gay couples. Sam Waterson's in it. Okay. And uh, Martin Sheen plays the other husband. Just old dudes making out with each other. Okay. And uh, that show, actually, I haven't seen there, there, I think there's like three seasons. I watched the first season. And actually, the one daughter is actually very, very funny. Number five is the show that pissed off a bunch of people called Dear White People was a show on Netflix uh, that came in at number five. And again, I think, why did Thrillist vote that number five? Let's be honest, because somebody's preaching to white people about how to be better, so then Dear White People beats out House of Cards. That, guys, is effing laughable. You see why I'm always arguing against the internet bloggers? Are you seeing it now? Number four was Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Number three is BoJack Horseman. I tried, I tried, I tried. I don't get it. Number two... And this flies in the face of what we're saying about the ranch being listed low. It flies in the face of what we're saying about House of Cards being listed low because of some of the things that the actors have done. How about Master of None is number two, Aziz Ansari, number two. Now, granted, what he had done is wildly different than what other people had done on some of these other shows. They're different. All right, and what some of other guys have done were definitely, in my estimation, worse. But let's not pretend that America receives these things this way. Is that once you're kind of guilty of something, we just hate you again because you're just guilty on stuff. So I don't know why Master of None would be second. Now, before his trouble, people swore to me this show was really good. Aziz is normally a pretty funny guy. I don't have a problem believing that, but I've never seen it. Yeah, I've never watched it either. What's what's number one? The number one show on Netflix. And again, this is how you know I'm going to tell you the truth. Is a show I absolutely loved. Loved. And yet this show has no business being listed the number one series as a Netflix original. What is it? And I urge you to watch it because that's how good it was. Okay. But it has no business being number one on this list. And that's Mindhunter. I loved Mindhunter based on a true story about how the FBI came up with like their like, you know, serial killer department. You know what I mean? The how they like the, the it's the, the onset of putting that department together and like the you know the you know people thought it was like wackery and like that kind of stuff when they were trying to put it together. It's a very very good, fast moving, easy digestible show that you will really enjoy. However, it has no business whatsoever being number one on Netflix's list. We have more Sansbury show for you that will head your way next on Rock One Hundred Six Nine. 
Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Um, welcome back to the Stansberry Talk Show. Talk louder! Welcome back. Oh, yeah, that's right. The processing <laughs> thing doesn't work until we're in the middle of the break, so I don't have to do this until the new piece of equipment comes in. All right, by now you should be able to hear me. All right. Um, I'm a little angry with you. With me? Yeah. Okay. Well, here we go. I, uh, okay, dude, if I'm being honest. All right. This has been weighing on me for a few months. Okay. Okay. And, um, I need to do a better job of when you upset me of telling you in the moment and on the day versus letting it build up and then doing what I'm about to do right now. I think all people, you know, could, could take a lesson there of like, dude, get it out. So what is it? But the imaging says it. And I have never once got a fat tone reach around. Never. 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 No reach around. I want my reach around. Not dude. happening. I want my reach around. Nope. I'm good. Yeah. See, that's how people get fired in America is, right there. That Actually, is how people get no, fired. No, that's how people should not be fired in America right now, as a matter of fact. I can't have a him too thing going on with me. Can't no, no, that's the last place you want to be. Don't want it. Before the break, we were talking about this Netflix list put together by Thrillist of like the best original programming that Netflix has to offer. Right. And dude, this list is more egregious than you and I originally had thought. Again, number one was Mindhunter. That's a show I love. And I urge you, if you're into serial killer type stuff, watch Mindhunter. It was really good. In my estimate, dude, in my opinion, really, really good. Okay. But it should not be number one. House of Cards came in at like, I don't know, something 26 or something like that. It was crazy. So somebody said to me, again, Dwayne hit me up. He was like, you know, we've already argued this morning, so let's continue. (laughs) And he was like, dude, where's Fuller House on this list? And I was like, well, that's a great point. That was really popular. Really popular. 54. Out of 55. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Well, like we said, I just don't know what the criteria of like the greatest is. If you're saying like the most popular, then Fuller, Fuller House would probably be near the top. But I mean, if the people at the Thrillist or whatever didn't like that show, I guess I can't necessarily be surprised it's so low. I will read you the opening part of this article that, that we pulled this from. Okay. In 2013, Netflix up and changed the TV game, rolling out House of Cards and Orange is the New Black as its first original series. A few years later, Netflix and Chill has entered our cultural lexicon. Competing platforms like Amazon, Hulu have created their own shows, and Netflix has released a new original program on what feels like a weekly basis. Yeah. As this is the case with old-fashioned television channels, some Netflix shows are better than others. We took the liberty of ranking them all except for kids' shows. Foreign series, miniseries, or nonfiction, and all had to be true Netflix originals, not foreign shows branded as Netflix in the U.S. So... This is where Trailer Park Boys is getting left off the list. Is that they revived Trailer Park yeah. Boys? It is not their series. And the new episodes of Trailer Park Boys don't hold a candle to the old. My ones. buddy Seth is the biggest Trailer Park Boys fan ever. So we did this break, right? right? And he's dude. He works at Canton Cycle downtown. Oh, dude, I'm sure he's pissed. And so like he's got the radio on, he's just <laughs> wrenching away on your Harley, probably. You know what I mean? And then he's like, "Wait a minute, where the hell's the trailer?" Like, dude, he loves Trailer Park Boys. But I think that that's why they got left off that list. Yeah. Now Fuller House gets snuck in because it is not necessarily a reboot of Full House. It is. A new, new show, show. It's a new show based on that world. Yeah, so okay? I, I guess that makes sense. Again, same listener, Dwayne, and I'm pissed at him today, but I <laughs> but I need to give him credit where credit is due. Now, I don't watch this show. I've only watched a handful of episodes, but people swear to me it's better than I think it is. What is that? And that I just haven't seen the right episodes yet because they don't go in order. <sighs> Which I is, hate that. No, you haven't seen the right episode yet. You haven't gotten it the right way yet. Well, dude, it's like, you, well, dude uh, come on. Your TV, if you don't get me at the first two episodes, right. guess what? You're not going to get me. Um, Black Mirror. Okay. Now I don't know if Black Mirror was a was a show somewhere else, and Netflix brought you the 
the U.S. version because that happens all the time. Like people like take a you know take a, a network I love Showtime. Right. Shameless is not a U.S. show. Shameless is a show from England. I believe it was England that they brought. Much like The Office. Like The Office is not a U.S. product. The Office was stolen and like we'll do we'll do the American version. That's what happened with Shameless. As a matter of fact, Netflix actually has the original Shameless show on there. You just can't understand a word anybody's saying because of the accents. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, that usually uh, presents a bit of a challenge there. Um, but Black Mirror not on the list? The, hey, that must not be their show. I was going to say, I don't know. I, I've never huge, watched it, so I don't necessarily know. It's a massive brand for them, though. The uh, These were all on the list, but shows that I just wanted to give the Fantone stamp of approval okay. on. Um, uh, it's got Kathy Bates in it. Sometimes I think it's hilarious, and Disjointed. sometimes I think it's really corny. But it's it's, it's one extreme <laughs> yeah. to the other there. There's times I'm legit laughing, laughing out loud, and then there's other times I'm like, what are they doing? That ugly chick that's on that show, and I hate to say that because people are going to like crucify me for that, but she is. I mean, she's Dank and Dabby. Dank and Dabby. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. She's hilarious. She is so funny. Like, I've seen her. And she, as a matter of fact, she was in a couple of Judd Apatow things, and she was great in those. The the other adult cartoon that I was going to say was really good that I didn't necessarily hear on the list was Big Mouth. It came in in the list at number 23. Thought that was really funny. Like, there's multiple times in that I laughed so out loud. So it's good. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's, it's about these kids going through puberty, and once you hit puberty, the puberty monster then exists. And you've got a monster that nobody else can see, and they're making you do all these like you know your, your hormones are raging wild and you're 13 and you know it's it was it is it's, it gives a good insight of like that chapter of your life all right full disclosure yeah i wrote big mouth off because of somebody that i guess is i think he's in it and he's also responsible for like kind of creating it and putting it out in the world and he was on that stupid show that was on fx about a fantasy football what was that called the, the league? league yeah oh, nick kroll my. you're talking about i hate nick Kroll. I didn't like when he had the Kroll show. I thought that was terrible, but I really, really liked Big Mouth. I think it's at least worth the shot there. And this one is just for nerds. This is strictly a nerd show. Um, If you're into anime at all, uh, the Castlevania series that they did, I loved it. I thought it was really good, but there's some anime stuff that I can get down with. I wanted to see, uh, I I wanted to know if if that was good and worth worth the start. I will start that on your suggestion because it did look good to me. Another show in here that people loved on Netflix was a a little underrated even when it was out and on um, and it did not do all that well on the list. It came in at number 29 was Bloodline was another Netflix original that I thought the first two seasons were good. Again, season three just went off the rails. But the first season of Bloodline actually really, really good. That list, wildly egregious. You can take a look at all 55 of them at Facebook.com slash The Stansberry Show. Your shot at $1,000 is next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it. I love Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com. And have $1,000 to pass out to you here momentarily. Need it, dude. 1000 bucks sounds good. Two days away from payday. Dude, tell me, man. I spent $700 on golf balls. Oh, yeah. Jeez, dude. Yeah, $1,000 probably sounds great to you. Yeah, man. Just bought those Titleist 716 AP1s. And, more importantly, my boss is already gone for the day. Nice. <laughs> So it's like, bro, literally 10.04 and your boy is out the door. (laughs) Like, I'm running for the door today. I got to ask you this question. All right. Do you ever wear underwear more than one time before you wash them? No, 
know. I would have to be in dire straits in a situation to make that move. Like, If I said to you, in percentage, give me the percentage of men that you think wear underwear two times or more. Or more, so you got to figure that's going to affect the uh, the percentage the there. there. Okay, before washing them, I want to say low, bro. I want to say under five percent, but we're talking I about wouldn't. it. But we're talking about it, so therefore, it's going to be an outrageous number. So, fifteen uh, percent. Oh, dude, you're way off. Okay, god damn it, dude, you're way low. Thirty-one percent of men, <laughs> and I don't know why I think this is more gross, but ten percent of women. Wear underwear two times or more before walking. Well, the thing with women is, it's like, no, you're supposed to be better than us. You know what I mean? Well, like, that's o- what it is. You're disappointing me here. Not only that, but again, people hate her, but Amy Schumer's got a joke in her stand up right. that's actually really funny where she says, just one time in my life as a woman, I want to take off my panties and not have it look like I blew my nose into them. Yeesh. So you see what I'm saying? Yeesh. So that's obviously, dude, she's joking, but that's obviously a thing women deal with with their underwear because, dude, people found it funny, so it's like, obviously, you relate, right? There. You yeah. relate. So my thing is, is like, is that's definitely more gross for a woman to do than what will... Is it... Well, now, who's got grosser underwear at the end of the day? We both just worked an eight-hour shift. You know, we're coming home. It's five o'clock. You had your day. I had my day. I would, Men or women, you're saying? Men or women, yeah. Who? I mean, like, on a whole, on an average, who's got the Men. grosser... It's got to be, right? Men are grosser. They are gross, dude. Men are grosser. Nasty. Dude, like, all right. Here's how I can prove it to you right here. The amount of men listening to us right now who will take a dump at work today. Yeah. <laughs> Which I will. I mean, I already have. So, okay. I literally just got done in the last commercial break. <laughs> okay. Who will not wipe appropriately and or will not use a wet toilet to, you know, cleanse really said area to there. get up in there. I bet is in the high 80 percentile. Now, now, I understand that at work, you know, you might not necessarily have the same resources available to you. But yes, dude, dudes are terrible, terrible at wiping their butt. And I, um, I, I, I'm going to give a recommendation to everybody out there. I know a lot of people don't necessarily feel confident using those um, towelettes because they will clog up your plumbing. Um, if you go buy witch hazel, like just anywhere, any grocery store or drugstore will be able to sell it to you and just dab it on some toilet paper. It gives you the same thing. But then you're just flushing the toilet paper and you don't necessarily have yeah. to worry about the, the thing clogging up. I swear by it, dude. I mean, I started doing it probably six months ago. Changed the B-hole game yeah, for me. I, I forgot you had suggested that because I still buy like the wipes. Right. And, and it says right on the front of the package, do not flush these down the toilet. Yeah. But I don't own my house. Right. <laughs> well, that's the thing, I guess, is if you're renting, it's like, oh, whatever. Well, it's not my problem. Because again, I was like, I was like, so I'm supposed to throw this in the garbage can? Like when you Who use them and it? if you look at it, it's like, yeah, I don't want that just hanging out in the gar- garbage can. No, dude, I'm telling you right now, it's it's the witch same hazel. witch hazel extract. Yep, it's the same thing. It's 100% natural, just like a cleaning agent. And, you know, you're first, you're going to like, oh, my God, is this going to burn? Is this going to sting? Nothing like that. Just get yourself a little witch hazel, a little bit on that toilet paper, wipe that some bitch up. I'm going to guess it's near the vitamins in the store. Yeah, I would say kind of by like where the hydrogen peroxide might be or something like that. You know what I mean? Like where the rubbing alcohol or something would they be like in the pharmacy section of Walmart for sure. Three percent of people will turn their underwear inside out before they wear them a second time. Why? Why? If you're gonna be that gross at that point, now you just oh, it's terrible. Ladies, this is kind of gross. Twenty-six percent of women will wear a bra five times before they wash it. 
6% wear it at least 10 times before washing it. Ladies, boob sweat and ball sweat are the same thing. It's all sweat, yeah. It all smells really similar. That's gross. Clean it up. Are you supposed to wash bras every time? Or is that one of those things like, you know, like a hoodie where it's like, well, you can wear it a couple of times or a pair of jeans where it's like, all right, I can wear a pair of jeans two, three times. I'm bad about the hoodie. I wear the hoodies forever. Wear them out. Yeah, yeah. I wear them out. I mean, but I I feel the same way with pants where it's like, to me, it's like, "Eh, it's fine. And then my girlfriend would be like, yo, are you going to wash those? You're just walking around with barbecue sauce on your your lap for the rest of the uh, the week. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm probably going to wear barbecue (laughs) sauce. I'm a barbecue there. A little sweet baby rice. All right. Now, I guess I need need a judge's ruling about whether or not the underwear I'm currently wearing are technically being worn twice. Okay. Okay. I don't know the ruling. I took a shower last night and I decided to wear underwear and only underwear to bed last night. You sleep naked. Yeah, I'm, a naked I'm not a naked sleeper. Um, I, I like to be prepared for the guy who's going to kick in my door. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I want to be halfway dressed. So I technically, I put these underwear out of the closet last night. It was around eight o'clock, pulled them out of the closet Put them on, went to bed, woke up late this morning, and didn't have an opportunity. I was like, I just grabbed jeans that I saw on the floor, put them on, put this hoodie on, and then came to work. So I showered last night, 8 p.m., put the underwear then on, but I slept in them all night. Uh, so 8 p.m., so we're over 12 hours we're at, at like this point. 13, 13 hours, hours right at now. this point. And it was sleep, so it's not necessarily the same as jogging a mile. But at the same time, sleep can get pretty gross. Now, you've got, I mean, you've got a full 24 in them before they're, like, officially dirty. Now, at the end of the day, we all know that, like, sometimes they're not going to have that shelf life. So, nah, I, I, I think if, if you're still wearing them tomorrow, that's where the problem comes into play. I don't think it's the midnight that matters as much as the 24 hours does. Okay. So it's literally if I took them off my body today, like here's what I will not do. I'm going to the golf course today. Right. All right. When I'm done playing golf, I normally take a shower after that because I feel kind of gross, right? I will not then shower and take the underwear I wore this this whole day and played golf in. Like, all right, I'll give you a perfect example. Like when I go to the gym, I'm wearing underwear right now, right. but my gym bag's in my car. There's a pair of clean underwear in the gym. That way, when I take a shower... Yes, after the shower, the shower is the reset button. You go back to zero at that point. You have to... If, if you put on dirty clothes after that, you might as well have not taken the shower, right? You know what I mean? Yes. Like, if you're putting dirty underwear on... It's like taking a dump as soon as the shower's over. It's right. like, what did I just what do that I, for? Wait, do I gotta hop right back in there? Should be pointed out, again, going back to the gym here, yeah. 31% of people wear gym clothes three times before they wash them. That's not good. You're either A, not doing a hard enough workout, or B, you're being really, really gross. Like, dude, when I work out... I mean, your clothes should be... I mean, you're going to be sweaty and stuff. And I'm not planning for an Ironman competition. It's not like my workout's super intense. I'm just doing a moderate workout that can, like, shed fat, right? That's all I'm doing. When I leave that gym... That T-shirt is ripe, like to the point, dude, where I can't even keep it in the gym bag. Like as soon as I get home, dude, I empty that bag out and fill it with the clean clothes for the next trip. Yeah, and dude, at the end of the day, if the Stansberry Show is the one who are telling you guys, like, hey, this is gross, you guys need to clean your act up, dude. I have underwear that's twenty years old. Stansberry smells his own floss, and still, dude, this is a line too far for us. So yeah, it's time, it's time to do some laundry, guys. Some people didn't know that. Well, I, uh, dude, what do you mean they didn't know? And, they listen. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's true. That is true. I forget what my line of thought was there. <laughs> I forget what it was there. I, uh, Do I your got... damn laundry. Oh, no. But again, I know a lot of guys and a lot of wives are going to complain about like skid marks and like underwear. Yeah. I will admit as a guy who pays somebody else to do his laundry for him. Yeah. 
there have been times where I've like looked at the stuff that's getting ready to go, and I'm like, yeah, I can't show oh, those underwear, and I'll throw them out. The nightmares that those women have been through that have like going through like people's dirty laundry. Oh God, yeah. I can only imagine. I feel terrible about the fact that they got to scrape semen off the front of them. <laughs> I don't necessarily want them to have to scrape anything off the back of them. More Stansberry Show after you get hooked up with this thousand dollars right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to 200-200. Rock. 106-106-9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106-9. Online for you at WRQK.com. If you missed anything this morning, that was foolish. You'll be able to catch up with the rest of the class via the podcast at WRQK.com. We'll be up shortly after 10 a.m. Shortly after 10 a.m., dude, because I'm telling you right now, my buddy Stansberry over here, dude, he's ready to go. He's ready. Bought new irons yesterday, and I want to put them in play. Dude, I went to the driving range yesterday. Oh, my God, dude, my new 7-iron oh, is so pure, so straight. It's crazy. Yesterday was a good day for you to buy them, too, because this week is supposed to be like the break, where it's like, I know by Friday, I think like 76 is the high, so it'll be a good uh, it'll be a good time for you to get them out there. I've been out, out in the course a couple of times. This will be my first time back at the Pines out there in Orville, so Ooh. it's like, yeah, it's like going home. Ooh. I'm going home, bro. I know you love that spot. Yeah, I'm going home. That's a, that, Dude, that's home base. I just love it. So uh, I'm excited. It's the course I know best. Obviously, I know every roll, every slope. I know every single inch of that course, like the back of my hand. And so I'm very interested to go out there and shoot 75 with my new <laughs> with my new irons. I'm very excited. I did see this this morning, and even I'm shocked by this information. All right. It's the best way for me to ask you this question without leading you to the answer. All right. Okay. They say that there is a product out. It's a piece of entertainment that has been more profitable than any film or book ever released. Has been more profitable than any film or book that's ever been released. It's so a it's form not a of film. entertainment. And it's not like a broad piece of entertainment, meaning music streaming. It's, okay. It's a it's one, one specific particular piece title of entertainment so it's not a film it's not a book so it's got to be some sort of music i'm gonna guess i don't know like like a michael jackson song or a beatles song or like yeah like like the beatles music catalog or something like that grand theft auto 5 okay the video game isn't the most profitable is the most profitable piece of entertainment in the history of the world what 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 are you talking what according to doug cruetz who is the managing director and senior research analyst covering media and entertainment for the financial services company Cowan. Grand Theft Auto V from Take-Two Interactive and Rockstar Games has made more money than any film, book, or game ever. Since its release in 2013, GTA V has sold Fantone over 90 million units which has raked in worldwide six billion dollars in revenue wow now guinness world records guinness world records says that gone with the wind after having being adjusted for inflation would be the highest grossing film of all time at 3.4 billion 
So crew. So Cruet's, no, Cruet tells Market Watch that that DVD and streaming revenue might add an extra billion to that, but it would still make GTA well beyond their reach. Now, people are going to say Star Wars. Yeah, that's Star Wars, immediately Star Wars, where I'm Star going Wars, here. Right? They say if you talk merchandise sales, the Star Wars franchise would, would blow away anything. But based purely on ticket sales for the movie, GTA 5 is the most financially successful media title in the history of the world. Now, here's what I wish they would address in this article. Okay. For non-video game fans, what happens now when you were a kid and you had a Nintendo, your mom bought you the Nintendo and then bought you Mario Brothers, and what was on that cartridge was what was on that cartridge. There was nothing else. You had to wait for Mario 2 to come out. Right. That's not what happens now. What happens now is you pay the video game company 60 bucks, you buy a game, you enjoy said game. Now then inside of that, you could certain games have pay for upgrades. They're called microtransactions is what they're called in the video game world, right? So there so then you can make purchases inside of the game that you don't have to make but you can to make the game easier. So there's that. Then there's also what is what is referred to as downloadable content. And the Call of Duties are big into this. Like you buy Call of Duty, but then like three months later, there's a new what's called map pack. And maps are essentially for non-video gamers levels, like new like areas to play the game in, right? And GTA does this. Grand Theft Auto does this where they release downloadable content in new levels and new missions that you pay for. So my question is, is when they figured this out, did they calculate that in it? Is that it, a part of the equation? Or is it just the the units of the, <sighs> the original game itself? Even if it is additional expansion packs or whatever. That's dude, the term. It, that's, that's still very impressive, or at least like, I, I do the... Uh, I, I mean, I, I I'm not a video game player. I'm not somebody who's really into this. But like, are those are, are like Grand, are Grand Theft Auto games number one? Are they still obviously they're still that popular? But yes. are they are they still that good? Like, is it still like? Dude, GTA Five was solid. Like it was. It was really good. Now I'm not the biggest fan of the series. Like I get about like three quarters of the way through those, and then it's like, dude, I can't fly this plane into right. this building and not break those windows. I can't do it. Fine, I'm not beating it. Right. Like so, I ne- I never get all the way there. But for a guy who casually plays those style of video games, yeah, dude, GTA Five was actually really solid. I mean, I, I understand there's going to be a lot of sales when it comes to it, but it just seems like there's so many other obvious answers of like what would be more profitable than that. I mean, I'm not trying to, but like, I mean, like the Bi- like the Bible is that considered as a book, right? I mean, like, is that a part of the equation? Because that has to be pretty Holy has to be pretty crap. high up there, right? Because the Bible's a top seller, I would assume. Can you just Google real fast how many Bibles are even sold in the country every year? Because that's a great point. Because this is 90 million units. Now, they're 60 bucks. I don't know what an average Bible is going to cost. Let's say 25. Over 100 million Bibles are printed every year. Printed. Printed every year. Americans will consume 25% of those newly printed Bibles. So, I mean, dude, 100 million Bibles. I mean, how long has that been happening, though? You know what I'm saying? Like, it just seems to me that's the obvious answer, but... I would have never thought Bible. Maybe they don't put Bible in like the media section. You know what I'm saying? Like, is that is that a little blasphemous of like calling it the same thing as like you know GTA Five? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but wait a minute, though, dude. Because here's the problem: 
to, it, I think your your question holds up here because it, this is more profitable than any film or book. Not all books are fiction. No, it's true. I mean, yeah. I mean, so I mean, technically, the Bible is a book, right? And where do we section it? The fiction, the nonfiction? I don't know. That's, That's up for you to argument. decide. But like, but you're this, right. It's a book. This is putting all books in here, and so it would be a I book. Know. I don't know. It, that seems like the answer. But GTA Five, apparently, it is. Nah, I think what happened here is they didn't think about the Bible, and they didn't put it in there, and they didn't think about that because they didn't want it to be a controversial post, maybe. But at the end of the day, yeah, I, I, I guess I would be very interested to see raw numbers of, of uh, you know, profit made. Off of now, is that the thing? Do people profit from the Bible? Yeah, people who are printing the Bible do, right? I mean, what are you? You're not giving them away for free. I wouldn't think not. I don't know. I would. I would not know that. But yeah, the Bible has to be far and away. Pretty big. The Bible. It's it's a top seller. Okay, now I didn't know this. Mike tweeting in and says, just so you know, Sansbury GTA Five does not have any paid DLC. It's all free GTA Online updates. They have microtransactions for cash online, and that's it. So there is no downloadable content that you pay more money for. Like in Call wow. of Duty, now I don't. I just buy like the, the, the $120 version the day it comes out, and then you get everything for free. But in Call of Duty, it's like another 25 bucks to get like the map packs and stuff like that, or whatever it used to be. I don't know what it is anymore, and stuff like that. But he's saying that GTA Five does not do that. And Austin telling us that a good Bible can range upwards of $70 and people pay that easily. And I would imagine yeah. that they do. Yeah. My dad had a, I mean, obviously my father was a minister for those of you that don't know. And my dad had a couple of Bibles that were worth well into the thousands of dollars. And he got pissed when my brother and I stole three of them once and we're going to try to hawk them. And he found us before we did that. And God, when I think about that and saying it out loud, when I burn in hell, I guess I can't even be surprised a little bit about it. We will close out the program next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com. Good news, Teresa will have another shot at $1,000 for you at 1010 this morning. I wonder how many times she's worn her underwear in a row. Teresa? Yeah, she's probably twice, you know, twice a week, something like that, right? Teresa, you witch hazel! Let's not ask okay. Teresa about her <laughs> All right. her butt. It's 2018, you're right. I feel like there's a Me Too thing that's getting ready to happen right there. Probably right. That'll reach all the way to Houston, but who knows? Listen to this. The percentage of Americans who own at least one Bible, Fantone, yeah. whether it was given to them or purchased. As we were, you brought up the Bible. GTA 5 was like the most profitable piece of entertainment, um, book, movie, history, whatever. Right. And um, so we, I, was, I was questioning like the sales of the Bible and the like, and so Amy actually found us this list. And I found this number to be interesting. It says the percentage of Americans who own at least one Bible. Now, it could have been given to them or they could have purchased it. Either way. What do you think that percentage is? Um, of people of in this people country. In country in American households that have a Bible within their household. Whether given or bought. Uh, 60%. Way low. Really? Way low. 92% of households have a Bible. 92%? I don't know. Think of all the different religions out there. Think of all the atheists out there. Yeah, that's true. But all the different religions, a lot, not all of them. That that would be crazy to say. But not even not even most would be crazy to say. But a lot of the organized religions in this country use the Bible. It's not like there's a different piece of gospel for them. You know what I mean? Like if you go. If Catholicism is your thing, you read the Bible. If 
you're a born-again Christian like I was raised, non-denominational Christian like I was raised, you use the Bible. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's pretty broad there. 92 sounds high to me, I would agree. Um, I'm just going to go out on a limb. You don't have a Bible in your home. I do not have a Bible in my house. I would not have a Bible in my home if it were not for, not that I don't want one. That's not the statement I'm making. It's just that I wouldn't have thought to buy myself one, to be honest with you. Um, If it were not for Bibles that I knew meant something to my dad, who was a minister, and after he had died, I decided to keep them as like family heirloom type stuff, that I have those. And occasionally I'll read it, and you know what I mean? I, I try to find some some wisdom that maybe he found in it. And every now and again when I'm like, I don't know, what would my dad do right now? That's one of the things he would do. So I'll like pull it off the shelf and kind of like peer through it. I'm so ignorant and oblivious to religion, and I feel like it's across the board. Like I just don't know a lot about it. Sometimes I'm like, dude... You should just try it a little bit. You know, like, maybe you should crack that Bible open. Read read yourself something. And then I'm like, no, dude, you're not going to enjoy it. You're going to hate it. You're going to probably, like, probably be put, well, put a worse taste in your mouth of the whole thing. Like, no, I'm not doing it. Here, Here's what you're going to find really annoying about it is that it's, a, it's an incredibly hard read. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not like you're just picking it up. And, like, I've done a great job in the past year. I've made it a goal that I'm reading a book every month. I want to I read a book every month. And I've thought to myself, I'm like, dude, read the Bible. Read the Bible. Read the Bible. I'm like, no, dude, I'm not it's reading a, the Bible. Dude, it's written in like that old style like verbiage. It's dude, it's a very tough, mm. hard read. Mm. I'm good. The Bible needs an update like like nothing I've ever seen. Like, don't change it. Like, don't you know what I mean? And then alternate ending, Spielberg does this. No. But like it, but but it, an easier read version, more readily available, I think would benefit. And honestly, more people may read it. Because again, I view myself to be a reasonably intelligent person. And it was about a year ago, I was kind of struggling, and I was like, I don't know, what would my dad tell me to do right now? And actually, I'd be like, well, he'd say, read this, and then Jesus would, t-, you know what I mean? That would be definitely on his list of advice. So I pulled it off the shelf, and I was like, all right, let's crack open Exodus and find out what I'm supposed to do here, right? right? And then, like, I did it, and I was just like, dude, I can barely spell Leviticus. <laughs> like, I'm going to, like, you know what I mean? And then I started reading it, and I was like, I can't make not hide nor hair of this. What like, is this? It, it was incredibly difficult, but 92% of the households in America, they claim, have a Bible inside of it. My mm-hmm. guess there is, much like every other report that's self-reporting, and some people said, yeah, we have a Bible here, lying, feeling like the, the person asking them the questions would view them to be a better person. Or how many people have your your dad, your grandma's Bible in the bookshelf because you you didn't want to throw you know books away. But people, does that mean you, you have the it. Bible? I right. mean, exactly right. Teresa will get you hooked up with $1,000. 10-10. Do not ask her how many times she wears no, her underwear. No, do not. Don't do it. Don't ask her about witch hazel either. Don't. 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 Do that. Aside from that, we're done. We will be back at this live tomorrow morning for Thursday already Jeez. this week. Nice. From 6 to 10 tomorrow morning on Rock 106.9. If you missed anything today, podcast it at WRQK.com. Aside from that, you guys have a fantastic afternoon. See ya. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.